Welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. Here we analyze politics, culture, technology, and society at large through the lens of critical thinking and open-mindedness, not demagoguery and partisan hyperbole. I am Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, your host and guide. So without further delay, let's get started. Time laziness or silliness chasing frenzied business practices, materialism, jobs, vices, habits, laziness. You get the idea. Then someday we're going to look up from all of this fixation and all these things buzzing around in society and culture. And then we say, wow, where did all the time go? So the truth is the life we receive, it isn't short. We make it so. And there is no lack of it of this thing called time, but we're incredibly wasteful of it. I want to break down some averages for you. Uh, The average American and how they spend their life. The average life expectancy in America, 78 years old. Women live longer, men last, but the average about 78 years. Let's look at just an average adult life and a person working, say, from the age of 25 to age 65. And yes, I know some people started working It's 16, 17, 18, and some are going to work to 67, 68, 69. Please just humor me for a minute so that I can bring forth some data for you on some averages. So that's just 40 years of full-time work life. Pretty average. So if we have, for example, 8,720 hours of formal work in one year, and that's assuming, you know, you work 40 hours a week for 50 weeks, Standard average is two weeks off of vacation per year. Until you retire over those 40 years, you're actually living about 350,000 hours. So that's a whole lot of hours of life, right? But in the average work week, if we do put in 40 hours, we're getting about 2,000 a year. Over 40 years, we're spending 80,000 hours at work, roughly. So you think... Let me even throw in some commuting time because I know some of you live in a world where commuting is terrible. And I've had jobs where I've had terrible commutes as well. So let's, on average, in the United States of America, the average commute is round trip one hour, 30 30 minutes each way. Of course, there's others who have more, but that kind of gives us a baseline there. So we'll throw that in there too. So basically, between the time you spend working and the time you spend commuting, you're up to 90,400 hours over 40 years of work. Sure seems like a ton of work, but it's at about 25% of your waking hours from the age of 25 to 65, because of course you have weekends in there and your holidays. So about 25% you are physically at work. And as I say this, I know many of you are saying, oh, no, no way. I work lots more hours than this. Statistics say that you don't or you won't over your lifetime work much more than that. There was a time in the Middle Ages and before that where basically from sun up to sundown people were working, but that's not the reality of life in the 21st century in, in the Western Hemisphere. But let's just for fun, let's take this a little bit further. The average American sleeps about 6.8 hours per night. So that means between the age of 25 to 65, you're going to sleep, you know, another 99,000 hours, roughly 28% of your life you're going to spend sleeping. So if you add up the time you were 
working, commuting, and sleeping, what is left over? About 47% of your waking life is still left. That's 19 years of time in which you are not sleeping, you are not working, and you are not commuting. So where in the world did all that free time go? Of course, family time, housework, social stuff, church, family obligations, they take up time as well. But wow, 19 years of free waking time that you're not working and you're not sleeping and you're not commuting. That's a lot. This is why I say in general, we're given the opportunity of time. But where did it all go? Where did that time end up? And I think you probably know the answer although it might stun you when I give you some statistics on how much goes there. The number one thing that we spend our time on, the television. Americans on average watch four hours of TV a day, 28 hours a week, 1,456 hours a year. That's the equivalent of two full months in one calendar year. You're sitting in front of that TV watching it. In some home studies show that basically that TV's on from morning all the way through night. Imagine that. Office, the Office reruns, Game of Thrones, whatever Netflix binge of your choice. This is an incredible amount of time. It is such a large amount of time that over that working life, it makes up seven years gone in mind-numbing oblivion or even worse getting all worked up over cable news and the like. Oh, but we're not done yet. In addition, smartphone time is the second biggest eater. And that's another three hours a day. Now, of course, some TV time can bleed onto smartphone, especially with the streaming services available in the apps right now. And especially the younger demographic, they tend to spend a lot more time on their phones than watching TV. And the younger you get, the less time they sit in front of the box on the wall and the more time they spend on their phone. And so, you know, it kind of crosses over. Statistics are showing about three to three and a half hours. I'm going to even reduce that some because there might be crossover in the streaming. Let's just assume two hours a day just to be conservative. I'll knock it lower than what the numbers say. In a year, that equates to 728 hours, another month of your life gone. So if you think about it, between your TV and your smartphone, three months out of a year are wasted on those two activities. But enough with the numbers. You get the idea. I went this detailed to drive home the point. You are not that busy. Not all the time. Not every day of every week of every year. What you and I have is the wrong perspective about time. Where did that time go? It was watching Seinfeld reruns and playing games. We gave away our most precious resource. Actually, it's the only resource that we can never get back, our time. You see, if we lose money, we can always go out as long as we're breathing and living and able. We can get more money, but there is no way you can get more time. Once your time is burned up, your time is gone forever. I want you just for a second to consider the end of your life. And I want you to think about, or even, don't even be so dramatic as the end of your life. Think right now where you're at. Think of those things that you always wanted to do, 
but you never did do because you felt you were too busy, you had no time, you had no energy, and you let something, whatever it was, die. This is a problem with all of us because how many days, years have been robbed from your life because we ended up wasting and squandering time. And the number one killer, television. We literally gave up some of the deep-seated passions that you had in life to watch TV. This is actually a little bit scary. The human brain is such a fascinating thing. And I want to talk about that impact and to try and appreciate how your brain functions in relation to time. Because for you to maximize time, you have to be focused on the present. But the human brain, when we're young, we tend to be very present-centered. But as we get older and older and older, all of a sudden, our focus on what's going on right in front of our face right now, it tends to get minimized. And if I could hook up a printer to your brain and it could spit out every thought that enters your mind, it can only be in one of three places. It can be in the past, it can be in the present, or it can be in the future. Children are dialed into the present. When you watch them playing, you can see there's no, there's no sadness about the past and there's no worry about the future. They're just dialed in. Something curious happens the older we get and the more life experiences we go through. We suffer the slings, the arrows, the scars of life and the pressures, everything that comes upon us. We tend our brain to spend less time focused in the present and we fixate on things that happened to us in the past and we worry about things that are going to happen in the future. And the more and more we do that, the less and less value that time has because we're minimizing it. We're letting it go by. Rather than living, we are thinking. And humans, we are procrastinators by nature. We tend to stay in the same place and we don't change until we have to most of the time. And this is deadly dangerous for letting time slip by us. Now, for the planners in the room, the... Uh, I'm drawing up grand plans to not start today, but oh, this magical fixed date of January 1 of next year. This, I'm going to plant the flag in the ground. I'm going to start the business. I'm going to start the diet. I'm going to start the workout plan. I'm going to do this or that or the other. I just need about three to four months to get all the plans laid out. But oh, when I start it, on this date into the future, it's going to be amazing. We keep ourselves excited and busily engaged about how we're going to do something very soon. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we're going to spend, I, but I got to spend all this time. I got to figure out the purpose and the plans and the mission statements. I got to, before I can, before I can start eating healthy, I need to really research diets and I need to go to the bookstore and I need to buy these recipe manuals, or maybe I need to sign up for this meal plan delivery and I have to do a comparative analysis of the gyms I might join you know because I got to make sure that these gyms this one I can actually exercise whereas the other one I can't exercise is good you see what I'm saying we can just get the present can be snatched from us 
and procrastinators a lot of times are the most in-depth planners. People planning the coulda, woulda, shoulda, gonna do something only if, and they're always in this state. The greatest obstacle to living is expectancy, which demands upon tomorrow, and it wastes the presence. Can I just recommend something for you today that you can start after this podcast? If you have huge plans, grand plans, and you know you need to exercise, don't do any research. Just start by going out for a walk. And then tomorrow, maybe walk an extra block. And the next day, something else. You just got to dive in and start it. You know, if you're overweight and you've always known you need to diet, I don't want you to go to the internet and find a diet. How about this? Go to the refrigerator. And you know when you find some of those packaged foods, or maybe it's in your pantry, and this box of food. And here's your here's a test for you. If you can set that box of food on your counter and you could come back in 10 years, and you could still open it up and eat it, that's not really food, and it's probably poisoning your body with additives and preservatives and all that stuff. So rather than trying to come up with a grand diet plan or spend hundreds of dollars on this, that, or another you know, weight loss plan and program, how about just do this, eat real food, real fruits, real vegetables, fresh cuts of meat, fish, Just start by eating healthy food. Maybe just begin. Stop planning it. You can always tweak it. You're never going to get it perfect because life isn't perfect. So so rather than just trying, doing all this planning stuff, just start doing it. Let me suggest if you've ever wanted to start a business, rather than sit down and writing up mission statements and 50-step plans, how about you just tangibly go do something? I don't know what it is. It depends on what the business is but how about you just jump in and do it rather than think about it because while you're sitting and thinking about it time is going by the last thing i want to talk about with you is this human fixation on materialism chasing stuff sometimes that chasing stuff materializes in always on the hunt for money and profession and career. Sometimes it's just chasing things and you need to stop worrying about stuff and things you can buy with stuff. You don't need to be a slave to things. It is a killer. Credit in this country started in the 1920s during the roaring 20s and it's enslaved Americans ever since. And ever since that time, ever since this industrial revolution, Americans are now working for others to pay off things for their entire lives you cannot have freedom when you're in debt and the best way to get out of debt is quit spending so much money and taking what you earn and throwing it against that debt if you own a car a house cars credit cards student loans all of these things and you keep accumulating things you're probably going to end up living a life of indentured servitude You're going to have to work to maintain those things. And any little setback, any lost job, if you're buried in debt, you are going to be buried in fighting against that machine of consumerism your entire life. And you're you're not going to get out. And many, in fact, never get out. They end up dead with all this debt. And they never got to live the life they wanted to live because they couldn't get off that rat wheel. You need to fight. Like your very life depends on it, as in fact it does. I want you to imagine just for a second a life 
where the only bills you had were food and utilities and just the basics insurance. What would your life look like? How would you live? Imagine it if it's possible. What kind of job would you do? Maybe you're in a job you love and you'd say, nah, even if I had no bills whatsoever, I'm still going to keep doing that. That is awesome, great, and grand. But for most people, if they had a choice and they could minimize the amount of time that they have to spend working because they've bought so much stuff that they couldn't afford, it'd be a whole different ball game for them. So at the end of that no debt thing, is something called freedom. So if you have a natural money fixation, I have to raise my hand here because that had been me for many, many years. Take that that fixation that you have and turn it away from getting more things and use it to pay off debt because that debt can buy you time and it could change your life forever. I have wasted so much time so much time in my life. I'm starting to grasp better and better the value of this thing called time as I get older. I wish I could have so much of it back for a do-over, but we don't get the do-over. We don't get the chance because once the time is used, it's gone. So the very best and literally the only thing that we can do is take what we have left appreciate it and maximize it don't squander it and the best way to do this is you need to slow down you need to step back you need to look at your life monitor what you are doing and when you are doing it figure out how much time is on the tv how much time is on the the smartphone how much time you're wasting on this that or the other where's the weekend going Figure, and then as you do that, figure out what is important. Figure it out. Let's just say, hypothetically, that you can't find as much time as the average American as the numbers I show you. Because the average numbers are showing me there's about five to seven hours every single day of waking time outside of just work and sleep and commute. What if you can only find two free hours a day, two free hours during your work day, and maybe four or five hours of free time on the weekends on those days you're not working, and you actually took that time and you focused it on something. Maybe you focus on getting yourself physically right. Maybe you focus on getting your diet right. Maybe you focus on a hobby that you just love. Maybe you just read books and intellectually develop yourself. Maybe you take a class somewhere. Maybe you pursue a business that you've always just wanted to start with. And every day for two hours, you you spend some time trying to get that thing off the ground. Think about that. No matter what age, whatever the situation, if you tap into that potential you have, Because you don't just, you're no longer a victim saying, oh, I just have no time. I have no time. I can't, I can't pursue anything because there's no time. That's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I have to accept. You have to accept. The key thing is turn that perspective, turn that thing in a way. So whatever it is, and I don't know what it is for you, you just push yourself further because one of the biggest things we do And one of the worst things we do to ourselves is we convince ourselves we're just stuck where we are because we don't have time and it's not true. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found value in this topic. As uncomfortable as it can be, let's all just drop this badge of honor syndrome of being busy in meaningless pursuits and let's refocus and take control of the time that we have left on earth. Remember, I generally publish new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, so if you click like or follow, you will be alerted when new episodes come available. Until the next episode, have a wonderful week.